beneath the quiet fishing town of Otari, something sinister has awoken. The sorceress Belcora Harovex, destroyed nearly 500 years ago by the Rose Guard, has returned. Her spirit will not rest until it finishes what she started so long ago. The destruction of Absalom, and with it, Otari. A band of heroes have united to answer the call, delving beneath the mysterious lighthouse known as the Gauntlet. Together, they discovered a dungeon that Belcora called the Abomination Vaults, originating from a site where their outer goddess Nimbaloth once brushed against this world. During their adventures, the heroes have managed to dispatch cults dedicated to the Ghost Queen, the self-appointed guardian of the lighthouse named Volok, a flesh warper conducting strange experiments in his laboratory named Jafaki, and most recently, a contract devil named Yurevian, general to Belcora's armies, now sent back to the Nine Hells. With the pathway cleared, the heroes of Atari must take up their weapons one last time, descend down into the lowest levels of the Abomination Vaults, and face off against Belcora once and for all, hoping to find a way to put an end to her vengeful quest. Will the heroes succeed in their task, or will they, like so many before them, finally succumb to the eyes of empty death. The camera fades in as the echoing voice reverberates off the walls around you. Stay out! The words hang in the air here, filling your ears, accentuated by the cackling laugh of Belcora as she retreats through the wall where the indentation is, back through into the gauntlet itself. The camera slowly pans across our heroes, showing their bloodied, bruised forms. Most look ready to pass out, as in silence, they stare back and forth at each other. Belcora has made her presence known, welcoming you to the lower level of the Abomination Vaults. Your mind Flitters back to the wisps, as or as Otari called them, the eyes of empty death, followed by Belcora's presence. Too much to be coincidental. You gather yourself back into the room, ready to patch yourself up, when scuttling footsteps echo down the stairway. Instantly, reflexes kick in as you brace yourself for another fight. When only a soft voice comes from the stairs. Is, is everything okay? Says Foxy, staying behind safely on the staircase as instructed. I heard fighting? As he comes into view, he raises an eyebrow looking over you. Oh, wow. What happened? Mukta just coughs up blood and goes and sits in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
he uh, he comes in the room. He's looking around. Who's that? Was that actually her? Was that Volcora? I think so. I don't uh, know of any mad ghosts, ladies like that who suck the life out of us almost instantly. Clovis, are you okay? <laughs> I was almost dead. Uh, man, she is tough. She's strong. If that wasn't Belcora, <clears throat> I don't want to meet Belcora then. <coughs> that lady was bad enough. Uh, that has to be her. Opsy is, is like, goes pale. She was here. Kind of starts looking around, like, really nervously. Yeah, it came out as that uh, little indenting in the wall. Don't put your hands in there like uh, Clovis did. That's, that's what calls her out. And, and she comes through the wall like that. Maybe it's an eyeball. Well, actually, the other things were the eyes. So that's what they said. So things that were floating around in the... You poured, uh, you poured like, shampoo on them, and it all bubbled on. I, I'm not really sure is that... Uh, it, was, it was holy water. Mm -hmm. kind of did look like shampoo once it went in there, but... Uh, yeah, they didn't like the holy water. Made them mad. I could do nothing yeah. against them. Shot lightning and acid and fireballs, and that nothing could work. Well, just the lightning, maybe. They're definitely not ghosts. Uh, I uh, I used uh, something I picked up in town. It hurt Belcora a bit, but uh, that when that first when the fight first happened, I, that thing I threw in the ground, it's supposed to hurt ghosts, and it did absolutely nothing to them. So, Foxy, Foxy, yeah, speaks up at this point. And says, uh. Are you speaking of the wisps? The glowing lights that can go invisible? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's it. They are wisps, and they are immune to all but a very select bit of magic. Mm, but they're not ghosts. I could have swore somebody sometime, someplace <laughs> told me that they were ghosts. Not ghosts as far as I know, but servants of Belcora, they... Mm. They usually act as her eyes, and his eyes are kind of filtered to, like, the basin of water. Not used to seeing these, as he kind of steps closer and starts, like, you know, taking his finger and, like, running it through the water. So, Foxy, on a scale of uh, 1 through 10, uh, what does, from 10 being the strongest warrior, where, where what number are you? Oh, well. One of my uh, my great faults is my um, my humbleness, so I would clearly give myself an eight. Okay, then all the warriors in your city are like tens. <laughs> he's starting to piece together like what you're getting at, right? And I'm hoping like, that tens. He like narrows his eyes a little bit and turns away from you. Oh, Nulara, uh, Boxy says that things that we're fighting are wisps, not ghosts. Wisps. Oh, similar to what we saw before, kind of. Also, he's a very strong warrior. <laughs> mm, I would kind of disagree. Fauci, don't swallow your finger in there. The last time we did that, something happened. Takes his hand out. Yeah, I'm just translating now for Nilara. <laughs> right, right. Mokta, you said that you did something earlier that hurt Bokora. What was it? I picked up uh, some, let me see if I still have, uh, ghost charges. 
in town. Mm. I believe I picked them up from uh, your friend. Was it, or was it Ren? I think it was your former uh, adventuring companion at the Rowdy Rockfish. Right. How does that work? Is it like a charge, like you throw it and it blows up, or is it on a weapon? Yeah, you just, uh, it's like a little canister that you just throw and it blows up and it's supposed to, it's supposed to hurt anything that is, uh, a ghost or particularly evil. So. I say we go back to town, we need to stock up on that crap. Right. For Balcora, definitely, but these wisps that had no effect on them whatsoever. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> kind of pissed that I used one of them. Plus, I think <laughs> you uh, cleaned her out or all her stock, right? She has to make one. Uh, I, I bought two. So. Oh, okay. Maybe not then. Maybe not. There was something you said you cleaned all the stock out. Maybe it was holy water and you wanted more. Holy water and I think dark vision potions. There was none left. So, Well, I'm going to sit here and play some uh, little ditty for... Probably the next uh, little bit to make sure you all get uh, in tip-top shape and uh, we can continue. Maybe you guys don't want to go back up already, do you? I'm good. And then I'll start patching everyone up as well. Yeah. And so there's kind of this quick little montage as everybody gets patched up. You know, I'm not going to have you guys roll for this. You guys, Mm -hmm. it's more of a time thing. So like time passes, New is bandaging everyone up. The mental like anguish of being stuck in like the little nightmares that you guys were kind of fade slowly and everyone's healed up to full and ready to continue. And so you guys can heal up and refocus, get your spell strike back, all that good stuff. Laura, you're, you're not getting uh, pretty good at this actually. And I'm looking at some of my bandages that aren't completely a mess anymore. Oh, thank you. I have been practicing mostly on myself. Mm. Yeah. It's a lot of um, just hoping that I do it right. I can't. I can't think. I can't shake the feeling that whatever it was that she showed us earlier when we found her. I'm trying. I always thought that when I when we would meet Belcora that I would have you know like a quip for her to show that I wasn't scared, but I was terrified. Yeah, I tried that. It didn't work out so well. <laughs> I don't... I'm trying to remember if I even had a chance to hurt her. I don't think I did. Or did... Well, let us hope that they have some uh, strong warriors at uh, Foxy's place, and maybe we should talk to Rin some more about uh, how we combat the ghost. I know she told us some stuff, but, you know, she told us some pretty good information about uh, Revian. Uh, we were able to take advantage and... Uh, because if we would go right now, I mean, at least, you know, at least three of you would die. How? Fox is like, yeah. oh, he can't understand you. All right. But, uh, I mean, hopefully we don't encounter her too soon. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, you maybe we're supposed soon? to put some mud, mud in that, uh, that little hole over there so she can't see through it. Or fly through it, or I don't know. Maybe there's something that Ring can tell us that they can't fly through. Like, you know, I'm gonna call somebody. I don't know who you're gonna call, but Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ghost punch. Hey, that's us. We are, we are Ghostbusters. No, we're hot. Hopefully, some non-copyright group that will not sue us. <laughs> 
So eventually, like, you know, you guys have all these check boxes. You're talking about going back up and getting more information. But Foxy still really wants to press you guys because he's letting, you know, he wants to get you guys to Yildara so you can meet his his tribe, his clan. And, yep. you know, he wants to reunite because he's been away for months, on, months, you know, kidnapped. And he wants to get back home. Right. So um, he takes a moment to address the group. So he's like, all right, as we move through here, we need to stay quiet and we need to stay close. I know not all of us have the benefit of dark vision, but use of light may attract unwanted attention down here. I think it's unavoidable, so it's best if we're quick. I'll lead you to the entrance to Yildaris, but it's impossible for me to know what dangers await us here on the farm. Be wary. Wait, did you say farm? He like we're going farm. to run into some cattle and some goats. I mean, other than me. Most of the farm here is fungus based. But there are plenty of creatures that call this home that you could hunt, especially in the lake. And Mocha, many, could many... you ask if it's poisonous fungus? Uh. Are any of these uh, fungi poisonous or cause most. Uh, most, uh, most? He says most of them. Yeah. Don't oh. don't eat it without asking me first. He says if you eat it, ask him after. No, that's not what he said. <laughs> he, he said, I think I think Wokta got his uh, verbs in the wrong position. He meant to say, ask before you eat. Not that ask. makes so much more sense. All right. You know, yeah. W when I was learning undercommon, it, it I'm a bit dyslexic, so you know. Mm. It's all the way out in that western desert of the place you stay mm -hmm. at. Has all their stuff backwards. So as Foxy leads you out of this room, kind of like pushes down the hallway, right? Uh, you see that the small room you are in sort of opens up into a surprisingly large cavern. The cavern is almost 30 feet floor to ceiling. The sound of flowing water fills the air and with it, the smell of the lake kind of enters your nose. Moss and mushrooms cluster along the banks, showing a thriving ecosystem down here in the dark underground. You take a moment to drink it all in, the majesty of it all, before Foxy ushers you along the banks of the shore, finding his bearings and trying to figure out exactly where you are and how to get home. It's it's almost like you guys are mostly surface dwellers. I don't know how much underground living you did, Mukta. I know you have cavern lore, so you, mm -hmm. this isn't uncommon for you, but for most of you guys, this is probably quite a surprise, right? It's There's right. no light down here, right? Completely pitch black, and yet... You hear like creatures swimming in the water. There are like bugs in the fungus. There's plants that live here. There's a whole ecosystem, a whole world, a whole civilization existing just a few, like a mile or so below the surface from uh, Otari. Kind of a kind of a shocker. As he leads you across the banks, a few minutes into the journey, when he seems to kind of start getting a, a handle for where he is. You guys are passing and you see um, a large ledge sort of above you. 
So you look up about 20 feet above the surface of the lake. There's a large ledge and it has like a giant cage on it, which draws your attention because it's a little strange. Um, and as you're passing by this, a soft whisper begins to fill your mind. You stop and you listen and you hear a very distant voice calling you. Then another multiple voices entangling within themselves, all saying the same thing. Clovis. Come. Clovis, Clovis, Clovis. Come, 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 come. The sound draws your eyes towards a cave opening beneath this ledge. The voice beckoning you towards it. And Clovis, you stop and look at the others. And that's when you realize they are not hearing this. Only you, Clovis, can hear these voices calling you. Imploring you to come into their caverns. What would you like to do? Hey, guys. Are you guys here? You guys hear those voices? What voices? Uh, somebody's calling my name uh, from up in that, uh, by that cage. Up, up, up on the, see that cage up there on the ledge? You don't hear that? They're saying, Clovis, come up here. No, did you get the book again? I, you have it in your bag. I have not touched it. Uh, I, first thing I was thinking about is why, well, I don't understand why I'm only one hearing it, but I have not touched the book. Yeah. Did you? Did you eat any of the mushrooms? And do you have any more? <laughs> Mushies like on the. I, have not, I don't think I touched anything either. Uh, do I see anything? I have dark vision. Uh, you look so you can see the ledge. There's a ledge above the water with a cage on it, but you don't see any signs of any movement, any living creatures. And where Clovis is see hearing, kind of his attention is drawn to these voices. There's a small cave like twenty feet below that looks like it might lead into like a cavernous system that might lead up towards the ledge. Um, and he's hearing the voices come from there. You don't see anything. And as you listen, all you really hear is sort of like, almost like waves crashing, like small bits of like waves crashing along the shore. But you hear no voice. I, I would, I would probably um, use I'd go into Mushi because he's got dark vision, just so I could get a better look too. So, okay, so you can share senses. See the same thing. So yeah, share senses with with Mushi. Okay, he's on my shoulder, so I'm just using him to to look through. Okay, so you see the same uh, in in the dark vision. Uh, I, I I need to go up there, guys. Um, I don't know if you want to send Mushi up there since he can fly. You cannot fly. Mushi oh. can fly and take a look. That's a great idea. Well, let's do that. Mushi, I, I need you to you. go up there and uh, I'm going to look through your eyes and see what's up there. So I'll send Mushi on to the cave. I am Mushi. So Mushi. Uh, so Mushi begins to fly up towards it, right? He has the yep. um, he has the ability to fly and dark vision and all that. So he takes off. Are you sending him up to the ledge or down to where the cave entrance is? Uh, where am I hearing the voices coming from? From up by the cave or down the below? The voices sound like they're coming from the, the, the down below cave, not the ledge. Okay. Um, then I'll send them where I'm hearing the voices. So the down below. Okay. Cave. Uh, go ahead and uh, make a, per a secret perception check 
for uh for Mushi using you know Mushi stats or your stats. So Mushi, like you watch as Mushi f- flies off. Foxy's like stop, like what what are we doing? I said you got a 27 since you saw it. We might as well share it with everyone. Um <laughs> nice. So Mushi flies in. It's like this kind of winding cave, and as you go in, it kind of winds its way up. And you can feel pretty much instantly that it's leading up towards that ledge sort of area. And as you get closer and closer, the sound of waves and water crashing gets louder. So when you get to the top, it sort of opens up and you see four small streams flowing through this chamber fed by a dark pond against the west wall. The streams divide the chamber into little islands, each covered with mildew, mushrooms, bioluminescent fungi, and strange motes of lights all bathe this place in eerie illumination. And it also plays off the water and, like, hitting, like, the light, and it just creates this weird humanoid-like apparitions projecting over it. Like, the mushrooms catching the glowing light makes it look like like ghosts are floating in the room, kind of. And water flowing a lot song along the sides of the two islands echo off the walls in weird ways, like a harsh whispers. The first thing you notice straight up, there's a creature on the far end of the island, like one of the islands in the back of the cave, and he sees Mushi come in and immediately makes eye contact and takes something he's holding. Okay, first of all, it has four arms. Okay. And it takes something it's holding in one of the hands, and you see it tucks it behind its its back, like it's hiding something from you. But with a 27, you got a decent look at it. A sort of frisbee-like round disc, almost look like glass, with like a red tint to it. And you saw that real quick as it like tucks into its back, and it hides it from you as it gets low and kind of crouches and it doesn't growl because it doesn't really have a mouth where its head would be its entire body split open into like this toothy maw that just its its neck turns into a giant jaw and it's sitting there on this island in a defensive position watching you but not making any sort of like aggressive motion towards you so two things first of all i'm going to show you what this guy looks like so this is oh, what look at that thing. This is what this guy looks like. It's got four arms. You know, it's got this weird thing is clutching in its hands and it's standing here. It's got no head, right? It's just got the tooth mouth. And in that moment, why he's watching you, you haven't heard the whispers, right? When you're in Mushi, you're in here, you're not hearing anything. Right. You hear the crashing of the like waves against the rocks start to make it sound like voices are echoing in this chamber. And as it does you hear so these are the these are the phrase that you hear does uh That's what do you creepy at all what do you initiate? <laughs> i know <laughs> um at that point i'd have mushi fly back down and as he's coming back down i'm going to pass along this info to the group uh, let them know what i heard the fact that i see some this uh See this uh, this creature up there with four arms. He's got this no head, but like teeth and mouth where his head would be. But he is holding something, and he didn't want us to see it. So I don't know. It might be uh, might be something important. 
if he's trying to hide it mm. from us. So I don't know. And uh, was his head? Yeah, maybe. Actually, does he uh, know that these are known as gugs? Gugs. So what, do you, what, what does Foxy They're, know about these things? Uh, servants closely allied with Bokora definitely mm. work with her. Could you talk back to him? Mm, I can't talk through Mushi. We'd have to go up to ourselves to talk to him. No, I mean What's in the... your head, since he's oh. talking in your head. I wonder well, if you can... Yeah, also, to, to be clear here, it didn't sound like it was doing the talking. It was like mm. the waves in the room with this, like, lake. Yeah. The way that the water hits all these, like, echoey caverns, and the, the, the waves crash and send the sounds up into the caverns, and then it echoes voices back down. So it doesn't necessarily sound like it's talking, because it doesn't even have, like, a mouth to really do much talking, right? It yeah. sounds like the room is talking to you. Like spirits or something. Ghosts. Mm. What does uh, anybody know what the Harovex is? Can I use spirit lore to try to... Sure. Would spirit lore apply here? I'll allow it. Sure. Or uh, Nibbleoth lore. Would it be anything with Nibbleoth? Uh, yeah, make a Nibbleoth check. Private or private roll? Make it, uh, make it, yeah, any secret roll for, um, so a blind gem roll for these real knowledges. I got the question mark, guys. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That's a crit. Okay, you ran, yeah, you ran a four. You rolled a four floor <laughs> instead of Nimilas. Oh, yes, shit, sorry. Nope, it's coming. Okay. So Mukta and Clovis both, it, it runs through your brain for a minute, and then it make, you make the connection. Harovex. What's Harovex? Harovex is Belcora's last name. <clears throat> that guy with all the teeth is saying that? I can't even see. Sh I can't see nothing. <laughs> I oh, think no. it was... Uh... He's not saying it. It's um, it, The sound's coming from all over. Almost like it's coming from the water. Or I don't know if that's better or worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's this weird illumination from the bioluminescence in the mushrooms in this like dark cavern that makes it look like maybe spirits are floating around and talking to you. Mm. I'm think I, 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 I got to get to look at this. I want to uh, yeah. put my light bulbs up. Yeah. I don't feel good He's... just walking to this cave and leaving that thing up there. It might come behind us and attack us or, you know, through. And I'm... if this is, if these are servants of Belcora and they are hiding something that might be useful yeah, it could to be get that very useful. Because otherwise, why would he hide it? Either it's useful for, against her or useful not for her not to have. So, yeah, agree either way. All right, well, let's uh, let's head up there then. Okay. So you guys sort of like uh, it sounds like you're going in that small cave at the base of this like cliff, like kind of the opposite. Because like Fox is trying to lead you guys away, right? And Fox is like, "Wait, guys, I told you we got to be quick. What, what what are we doing? We're excited to hide." Yeah. No, he said he. You said you said he told you he was at eight. Come on, let's let's use him then. He's that strong. Clovis, no. The last time he said is he died. Don't forget that. That was a fluke. Okay, I'm telling you, I'm much better. As long as there's no hellfire call from the sky, I'll be fine. <laughs> Do you think, uh, if uh, you guys have spent some time with Foxy and seen them combat capabilities, if you were to place his power level personally on a scale from one to let's say twenty. He's probably somewhere in the neighborhood of a two. <laughs> so what you're saying is uh, Mushi has a chance to beat him. Yeah. <laughs> probably. 
Especially if he's carrying a sword around and hovering over him. We need we need you to cover our flank, right? If if yeah. we want we want to make sure nothing comes behind us and attacks us. Yeah. So yeah. you stay here. Great idea. Yes. Perhaps well, you definitely... should uh, give him your 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 bow, Mukta, and he can shoot from up here. Or is that saying we attack it from the side, and I wait in the back? I heard they gave him a dagger. Do you want me to give him a bow too? <laughs> I mean, I don't think he, at least with the bow he can like shoot many arrows. You happen to have a hand crossbow? I do not. I'll get one in town. It's fine. But we are able to to go in, in this way, right? So you guys all go that way. How you put up dancing lights? You're going to mm-hmm. sustain the dancing lights? Okay. Yeah. So you put up the dancing lights that begin to swirl down the cavern as you guys walk your way in. The cavern kind of twists and turns a little bit until it like opens up into this large chamber. And, you know, the same sort of same exact description I gave to Mushi. You guys see and hear the same things, right? There's this sort of... Um, I'll move you over here just so you can see it. So you have. A, Is there light a... enough that we would need it? That we would don't need the dancing lights, or? So going up the little cavern to get there, you definitely would. I mean, Nulara has light too because she's shining with her shield being lit. But as you move towards the chamber proper, the bioluminescence from all the mushroom clumps lighted up enough that you can see pretty reasonably without the dancing lights. Okay. okay. Then I wouldn't. So if I could see it, I wouldn't put it. Yeah. Once once you get closer to it, you can yep. pull the dancing lights away. That's fine. So as you move up in this way, right, you see the sm- four small streams flowing through this chamber, fed by the dark pond, bioluminescent mushrooms. It almost looks like dancing spirits, like through the water and in the air. And that same echoes, the same voices. You guys all hear that same weird whispers in your minds very clearly. You guys hearing that yet, or is it just me still? This time everyone can hear. We can definitely hear that. Oh, man, I thought I was going crazy. <coughs> the fuck I mean, you, you still might be going crazy, but no, we definitely heard that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought you stole the book again. Mm. Oh, now I'm glad. That's and very that. clearly on the opposite, on the far north end of this cavern, on the m- most northeastern island, this large gug creature, this giant maw, Four arms, one arm tucked behind itself, clutching something from your thing, and it just sits there and growls at you. I would definitely be on the edge of the cavern, trying to sneak. Yeah, yeah you can you can go ahead and, and uh, move yourself in a more advantageous position. I just placed you guys randomly anywhere. Um, this thing is is like kind of gutturally growling in this undercommon that echoes from its like neck cavity. And just, you know, telling you to, like, uh, go away. That's that's essentially what it's saying. Game is paused. Should we say hello to it? Are you going to say hello with your sword? Because if you are, I'm going to say song. I'm thinking if maybe we should... Uh, what if he also wants to defeat Belcora? No, he, he works for Belcora. Oh, they're servants of Belcora. Look, I don't think we negotiate with the thing with no head. All right. Get to look what he's thinking. Can't see the expressions on his face. <laughs> There's no expression. <laughs> right. It does seem to like mutter. Like after it tells you to go away and undercommon, it begins muttering like almost under its breath. Like she is risen. She is back. We will be united. She is one. She is my queen. Like all these like manner of like mumbling to itself. Just these voices. It, like kind of seems like it's not all. Maybe just I'll, a little I'll crazy. translate for the. He's definitely simping hard for Bakora, right? <laughs> I don't think. Uh... 
Say less. <laughs> so as you guys are all in this room and the ways and the voices and the whispers are all crashing over and you're having this conversation and you're figuring out what you guys are going to do, the room begins to have an effect on you guys. I need everybody in the room to make a will saving throw. Will saving throw. Ooh. Ooh. That's a crit. Natural crit for you, Lara. Right. Let's see those crits in chat. 28 for Mukta and 26 for Hal. You guys all all succeed. So you can feel this thing starts getting into your brain, starts almost trying to mess with you a little bit, but it doesn't affect you. But you ha now have the realization that this these voices might have an effect on you the more time you spend here. You've been here for about a minute or two at oh. this point. All right. Uh, I'm going to play this song. Let's go. All right. All right. I'm start to play. I'm going to play it. Okay. I played it. All right. The goal is to get that thing he's hiding. Perfect. Let's start. Initiative, everybody. Woo. So. Ready for rumble. Like most things in life, choose to solve them with violence. I like it. <laughs> violence is always the answer. It's not true. Most of the time in Pathfinder, you would be correct. So mm. I'll add this thing to the initiative. Ooh, track. 40. That that's Mukta. insane. Nice. See that natural 20. Plus 20? Yeah. I, rolled a, yep. I rolled a nice four. It rolled a natural one. Ooh. Yeah. We got some Mukta fails in chat for the DM natural one initiative <laughs> roll. But that's everyone, right? Yeah, we're good. We're in combat. Lucky you beat Clovis. That's. We did beat Clovis, even with the natural one, yeah. Yeah, that, that's wah, wah, wah. All right, so as, as Tevers begin to flare, it's it's so busy, like, trying to hide this from you that you catch it off guard, right? So almost everyone except for Clovis gets a, the drop on this thing. But it is at the end of this large chamber. So, Mukta, what would you like to do? All right. I will stride for... Uh, can't quite are, get are you this. striding like you're you're breaking your stealth and, and just walking out in the open yeah i because I, I it's flat-footed against me in the first round you're right so i don't think we've actually done this yet right what are the pathfinder rules for jumping over things uh you have to run 10 feet and then make an athletics check to jump five i believe so leap yeah leap is an action so if you take care of short jump, you can leap it to 10 feet horizontal if your speed is at least 15 feet, or 15 feet if your speed is 30 feet. If you're running on all fours, your speed would be 30 feet, right? Yeah. So you could jump 15 feet horizontally, but it takes it takes an action to do that. Jumping greater than that would require an athletic skill, so this wouldn't even take an athletic skill for you, but it does take an action to leap. To leap over this little stream? Yes. You'd All have right. to take no. an, an action to stride, an action to leap, and then an, you'd have one more action after you got across. Yeah, that, but I would have to leap over here again, right? Yes. So I think I would just actually step then here. Okay. And uh, pull out my bow. Yeah. It's good to know as we've learned how it works with like mm -hmm. water and jumping and stuff. All right. Now, you might have something in your acrobatics kit that simplifies this or allows you to do it as part of your move. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. So, yeah. So, step. All right. Step, quick draw, pull out uh, the composite shortbow that I put a striking rune on, finally. <laughs> Very good. And attack. 
So it is flat-footed against me? F for flat-footed, indeed. All right. Let's go. Wow. A From a natural 20 to a 2. That's a 2 oh. on the dice for a 19 total. You know what? I'm going to keep up the tradition. We gotta yeah. do it, right? Yeah. Somebody go back and see how many times Mukta has to use Oh, I'm gonna make a montage. <laughs> <laughs> but let's see if it pays off this time. From a 2 to a 6 for a total Six. of 23. That is still a miss. I am sorry. Damn. Uh, awesome. Amazing. Great use of a hero point on brand. Um, oh, and I will use my third action to... Aid Nulara with a faint attack. Okay. Very nice. That brings us to Hal. All right. Uh, Hal, I say to Mukta, Mukta, you should wait till I sing, and then you'll get extra a lift from my, what is it, uh, aspirational performance. You know. I don't think I don't think it'd be enough for the way I rolled. And uh, I want to do a Inspire Courage with uh, Lingering okay. Composition. All right, make that lingering composition roll. Look at that effect. I know, so I added an effect. It's very cool. I was looking into adding like an R on it. That's definitely a success. This is a 33. So the DC is equal to standard difficult DC for your level. You guys are level eight. Level based DC makes that check 24 with a 33. So close. so close, but not quite a crit. One off a crit. All right. But everyone can take the uh, the three round inspire courage. Thank you, Hal. Nice, thank you, sir. And uh, I will uh, also uh, cast shield and give myself guidance. Shield and guidance. That's a lot of. Uh, that was like three different spells, right? <laughs> yep. Okay. It's a cool effect. Very cool. Three, it's a, it was a three chord progression, you know. Mm. <laughs> yep. Uh, That's right. Shield shield heightens. So you guys have fourth level spell slots or fifth level right now? Fourth. Okay, so it has hardness of ten for now. Okay. Oh, very cool. Good luck. That that takes us to Nulara. All right. Uh, first two actions. I'm going to sudden charge. So that gives me fifty feet of movement. So. In theory, it, that would allow me to leap through both of these channels, yeah? Uh, you can't really use, like, you can't use sudden charge and leap in the middle is the problem. Oh, right, because it's an action to it's get an action there. to leap, yeah. Right. Now, does, uh, what, is, what does sudden charge say? Does uh, it take two move actions immediately, or that's really the question? It of just says that, like, hang on. Yeah, but it doesn't chat. specifically say leap. Um, it's a different feet for like it suddenly yes yeah, a stride twice right you can use sudden charge while borrowing climbing flying yeah that's the thing it doesn't say leap it says stride yeah. twice though yeah if you had a swim speed you could sudden charge swim across the lake which would be cool but since you don't you, i i don't think you can sudden charge and make the leaps in the middle unfortunately no worries i, I apologize for being a jerk no 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 you're that fine. is the rules well then, <laughs> what I will do is I would do... I want to give Mukta a place. Alright, I will just... I'll delay my turn. Okay. Until he gets close. Perfect. Um, so you delay. 
-hmm. gets his turn. Mm -hmm. Very, very smart. Now, at this point, you have actually attacked him. So Mukta has fired an arrow that's missed, but he now, you know, he sees you guys as threats. So, okay. So I think he will. He's gonna use one action to stride forward, and then a second action to leap because he has to have move to leap according to the rules for leap, mm -hmm. right? Uh, no, it just says you can leave up to 10 feet horizontal. It doesn't say you have to move right before, I don't think. So from where he is, he has enough speed to jump 15 feet. So he makes one leap, one big leap, lands on this island. Like King Kong. Second leap, leaps here and lands, you know, 15 feet here, lands mm -hmm. right next to Nulara and Mukta in two leaps using, you know, Two of his three actions, which is not bad. And then with its last action, it it does a jaws attack on Mukta. It try it like reaches down with his big giant maw-shaped head and tries to eat Mukta. I'm going to dodge away. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, I no, that's plus cool. one. Yeah, how does that work? What does it do? So, uh, you are the target of a melee attack. Uh -huh. You are aware of the attack and aren't flat-footed. Use your acrobatic prowess to evade an attack using momentum to keep yourself moving if you choose. You gain a plus one circumstance bonus to AC. If the attack misses you, you can step after the strike. If you're a master in acrobatics, which I am, I can move yep. ten feet instead of five. Yeah. Amazing. So you get a plus one AC against the triggering attack. Yep, but I've already used it, so... Uh, so that's a 37 hit. <laughs> oh, shit. That is still a crit, even oh. with the plus one. Even oh, with so I have a 23. I have a 26, uh, AC. Well, I am sorry, but you get hit with a critical strike. Yeah, with a 20, with plus 23, that's probably... Double 12s on the D12s. Holy shit. Two points of damage on poor Mukta. <laughs> Mukta's down. Oh, Mukta no. is down. And then wow. dying one, right? Dying one, yes. Well, that was you know, we're keeping up the tradition of doing tons of damage on you guys. That's that's fun. Okay. But that's his turn. Uh Nular, would you like to take your turn now? Yes, this I come in. Okay. What would you like to do? Uh yell out, Mukta's down, and then I two actions for a power attack using Encore's blade against this man thing. Uh that would be power attack. That would be uh 34 to hit. Uh 34 will hit, yeah. Hit, not hit. a crit. Yes, perfect. So that's a power attack. Uh Ooh, that is 25 points of slashing damage. All right, he takes the whole thing. All right, and then uh, third action, I'm raising my shield. Your shield is raised. Clovis. All right, so last but not least, Clovis is going to attack with a Syrian Light. 21 is going to miss. I'm going to use my hero point. I'm already rolling. Keeping that tradition shitty. of first round hero points up. Let's see if this one pays off. Oh, my God, it does. It's a crit. <laughs> okay. Let's that go. two was replaced by a twenty. So a question for you is: it considered a fiend? I'm sure it's, it's not undead. 
It is not a fiend, no. Ah, damn it. I get an extra 5d6 if it was. I, yeah, because it does extra damage against fiends, right? Yep. Pretty good still. Not bad. All right. It's only fucking 11. You really oh. rolled 11 on 6... On 5d6? On 5d6, yeah. That's fucking horrible. I'm telling you, my rolls are... Damn Wednesday rolls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Dalvin. So... Thank you, Dalvin. But a hero point for Clovis. Oh, and how many? And how? All right. Oh, yeah. oh, thank you, Dalvin. Thank you, man. Uh, okay. so that is yeah. So he takes eleven damage. <laughs> oh, that's rough for a crit. That is. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Technically, he takes twenty-two damage. Sorry. Oh, that's because right. That is double. You didn't roll the crit damage, so twenty-two points of damage. Yep. Much better, but still hurts. Hurts that soul. Oh, thank you, and moved it. So Dalvin gives everyone a hero point because he yes, knows you'll need go, it. Dalvin. Yeah, yeah. Almost. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that was two actions for Searing Light. Uh, and then I'm going to raise my shield. And don't forget, Mukta, you can use your hero point to not die. That's true. Yep. So. You can. You can catch in all your hero points to stabilize. Yep. I will right. do that. It also time. goes before... Yep. Um, um, here we go. Oh, that's true. Yep, yep, yep. I so see. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, you got to move him. All right. Yep. So, top of the second round of combat. Hal, you're uh, up. All right. Uh, Hal is going to say, I can't get close because that thing will hit me. So, uh, I will sing you a nice song. What the, how does it go, Clovis? Happy Mukta. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Mukta. Uh, all right, uh, I'm going to cast uh, first level Suze. That is 12 for Mukta. Perfect. Mukta, All right. 12 hit points. I will take it. Whew. You are prone, lying next to this thing. Wounded one. Wounded one, yeah. Yep. But you are up. That's good. Good luck, Mukta. And I will cast Guidance on Mukta. Okay. Mukta, you are guidance. All right. Very cool. And that was three actions, I believe. Yes. All right, Mukta, you're coming to consciousness, laying down. You know, your bow that you had in your hand has fallen to the ground. You're lying there, but you come to consciousness. You feel the blessing of Hal. All right. I would like to um, stand up. (laughs) Okay. I think stand up is an action, right? Yes. Yeah, I believe it is. It's like movement. But Everything's an accident. Oh, no. Does he? So you go to stand up. Uh, this triggers an opportunity attack from the uh. creature. <laughs> it reaches out. It's So, yeah, stand is... You just stand up from prone. One action, yeah. It is a move action, which does trigger. So it reaches out. Boom. It uses this opening to strike at you with its uh, claw. Come on. 31. It hits. Hit, but not a crit. Hit, but not the crit. But I only oh, have no, no. That's points, the wrong so. damage. Sorry, that's the wrong damage. Don't, don't uh, take that one. You take twenty-one points. Oh, twenty. I'm back down. Plus you watch teen tears right across you. Yeah. So I go to dying two, right? Yes. Yes. You need to All heal right. him more, Clovis. I can't do shit. It's his turn. So Mukta goes down again. Turns. 
looks at Nulara, and you watch as this thing has been holding in its hand. It's, it pulls it out now. It's got this red glowing crystal, like sort of crystal. It's it's big, right? Like it's probably about the size of a shield. It's just in its hand, but it's got big hands. It grabs it, it pulls it out in front of you, and it actually like looks down at the crystal and it's going to use an interact action and it's going to absorb the energy from this crystal into itself. Now, since uh, this is an interact attack. Exactly. It's an interact action. And Nina, you can take an opportunity attack on this. Yes, I am Miss Nina. <laughs> <laughs> uh 35. 35 is a hit, but not a crit. Okay. <sighs> Uh, be 20 points of slashing damage. Perfect. 20 points. So, ah, slashes it. It takes the full 20 points of damage. It doesn't interrupt its action. Mm -hmm. And as it grabs this crystal, you watch as some of the red energy goes in its arm, in its body, and it begins to glow red. Like the whole thing starts pulsing with this red light. As part of doing this, it reaches out and tries to jaw strike you, Nular as part of okay. the act, interacting with this thing. So the red energy glows through its arms, into its body, up into its maw, and it comes down and tries to hit you. Let me target you. Jaw strike. Uh, 32? Uh, hits quick shield block. Boom, you get the shield up to block. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you did have... Uh, yep, it's a separate reaction, break. yeah. Yep, it's a, you have that pretty attack and the shield block. That's awesome. I think it's the first time <laughs> it's worked out that way. So yeah. you still have a reaction just for your shield block. So he's going to deal this damage. Now, I will say the red glowingness mm -hmm. gives him extra damage on this roll. So I'm going to have to do two rolls here. Okay. So from the jaw strike, you take, oh, on the opposite side of the spectrum, 22 points of damage. Okay. And, uh, and you know, your shield uh, reduces okay. that by some amount. Okay. And on top of that, it deals an extra 2d8 damage from the extra energy I got from the crystal. So nine more. Okay. Got it. I guess it's going to just make a claw strike with this its second uh, its last action. That first thing was two actions. So jaw strike at a penalty. Sorry, claw strike at a penalty. Uh, 25? Misses. Misses. Awesome. All right, Nulara, it's your turn. All right. So, unfortunately, this isn't a two-handed weapon. Someone needs to get booked out. Okay. Uh, two actions power attacking him again. Okay. Clovis, can you help how? Uh, power attack here. Uh, 38. Oof. 38 Oof. is a hit, but not a crit. What <gasps> is this dude's AC? <laughs> I guess I need a natural 20 for that. Over, tw over 28? Oh, yeah. Apparently, uh, 22 points of slashing damage. Okay, takes the whole thing. Okay. Um, Definitely badly injured now. It's at the, it's, you know, bloodied. <clears throat> well, what? I want to save Mukta. Um, I think saving me is, kill is killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, no, I... Yeah, okay. I'll take it with a penalty. I'm going to attack him again. Okay. Actually, no. Uh, raising my shield. Okay, yeah. Raise the shield. Perfect. Alright. my turn. Clovis. Okay, so... Kill it. Yeah. Kill it. Question, though. Um, so if I use one action for Mushi, is he able to get good berries from me, or do I have to actually pull him out 
Is that going to take an uh, action to pull him out, or is he able to come down? It's and get an him? interact action for him to take him from you, or for you to give it to him. So it'd be an action on my part then. Just kill the creature. Yes. Okay. But you can have Mushi be the one that casts Goodberry, right? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, that's the plan. So, so if, he's I'm use... it, then he, if he's casting Goodberry, he's the one making the berries in his hand, so he doesn't have to take them from you. Oh, he doesn't. Okay. All right. So I'm going to give him two two action, or I'm going to use one action to give him that. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to uh, cast Lightning Bolt. So it's a DC 28 basic reflex save for the, the bastard. Okay. Reflex save. Oh, no, here's the problem, Clovis. I will tell you. Lightning oh, shit. Bolt is, is that a straight, straight line? line. I was it'll, thinking it was it'll coming rip down. right through Nulara. Well, I just, as soon as I read that and saw that, I was like, nope. All right. It's I'll okay. Do, it's okay. Uh, no, if you good. positioned yourself over here, you could, but then that would take away the action that you had to give to Mushi, right? Yeah. Um, or were Rick okay. saying, yeah. Yep. I would I say will, just kill the creature. Don't worry through. about me. Yeah, I can still do it. I do, uh, I'll do Scorching Ray. Because uh, I can do that as one action. Yep. So it's one action to do Scorching Ray, and then you can do additional actions as well. Yeah. So I can hit a different target, or I don't know if I can hit him again. You can, yeah. So the 28 okay. misses. All right. So I'll take a second action. 21 misses. Oof. Fuck. All right, well, then Mushi will fly up to Mukta and drop a couple good berries in his mouth. Well, right? You never cast good berry. Oh, I have to cast it? That's why you said. I thought you said uh, misunderstood. That's why you said, oh, he can he can do that himself. He can make it himself. Oh, so what I was saying is I think you have one of those special features where you can make Mushi the, the source of any of your spells you cast, right? Okay. So Mushi you can cast it. Can cast Goodberry, but you still have to spend the action somewhere along the line. Whether he's spending his, I, he can spend his two actions to cast Goodberry. This yeah. Turn, yeah. Then he would give it to them. Well, considering that I okay, well that's what we'll do because I already effed up and already tried to t attack the bastard. So. Right. Okay. So he's he took his two action to, he's got the Goodberries in his hand. So next turn he can come up and. Yeah. So Mushi, how many Goodberries do you make now? Uh, two. Is it still two? Yeah. Okay. I believe. So you watch as Mushi grows the good berries in his the palm of his hand. So he now has a handful of good berries. Yep. All right. Top of the third round. Hal. I can stabilize. So yeah, it's actually drop some good berries in your mouth in a minute. I think Is it's it four now. Four now. Is it four now? Awesome. One, well, one per level. Yeah. One per level. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Hal. That would be nice. eight. Good be, that would be eight then. If it's one per level. Well, you're level f you have fourth level spell slots, so four. Oh, so it's per level on your spell slots. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So 13 more goes to, to Mukta. That's two tens I think you've rolled on that spell. Back to back. So I'm pretty close. wounded two now, right? Wounded two, yeah. All right. Actually. No, don't think I'm wounded. When did he, did he, did he crit you? The first yes. attack that dropped me. So the first attack would have taken you down to, to dying two instead dying of dying two. So now you're right. at dying three, so then you're up to wounded three. So if you if you go down again, I'm dead, dead, right? You're dead. Yeah. Oh, shit. Gotta kill him. This is a freaking tough spot. So so soothe is uh, two actions, right? And then and like there's I don't think there's anything you can do to like avoid getting attacked opportunity from standing. It's like what do you do? Delay your turn. I, I have something I can try. Oh, okay, okay. I want to see it, and I hope it works. 
I'll ask you first before I do it. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> okay. He's awake with 13 health, and I will cast uh, its third round. Yes. And the thing expires. I'll sing one more time. And this time I will sing Inspired Defense for one round. There we go. This one does heighten because it's half the spell's level from resistance to damage. Well, it's definitely being heightened, but not all spells get an effect from being heightened, if that makes Got sense. It. Yes, it does. Okay, so that's okay, one I round. Inspired defense for everyone. All right. And uh, that is everything. The one round? All right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Inspire uh, Courage replaces... Inspire Defense replaces Inspire Courage. Mm-hmm. No I think move, it was going to expire no on you guys anyways. All right. So, Mukta, do you have something you want to do, or are you delaying your turn? Like, what do you? What is? What's the deal? What's your plan here? All right, I can I can move while prone, right? I can crawl. You can crawl at it's my speed, right? Uh, crawl says you move five feet by crawling and stay prone. So you can move five feet. Crawling is a five foot move. Okay, then but it is still a move. It does trigger opportunity attacks because I have mobility. So I'm just wondering how that works. Oh, what does mobility say? I have to take the stride action to move half my speed. So if crawl is a separate action, I don't know if that would apply. It is. Here, I'll put it in chat. You take a stride action to move half your speed or less. That moon does not trigger reactions. Oh. You can use mobility when climbing, flying, swimming, or striding. Yeah, so the real issue here is it doesn't say crawling, right? Mm-hmm. And I can't step while prone either, right? <laughs> Not step while prone. So I'm 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 actually tempted to give you this like because you know this is something your character does. They're mobile. No, 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 I mean if it's I want to go by I want to go by the rules. So per the actual rules, you'd have to stand up, right? And if you survive the standing up, then you could you could be able to stride away half your speed. Without taking an opportunity attacks, but per the official raw reading of the rules, you can't stay mobile while crawling, and there's no way to stand up. You know, I can't, I can't tumble through them, right? While prone. <laughs> what does tumble through say? Oh man, um, it all depends on what it says, right? You are adjacent you move, to an enemy. Tumbling. You move through an enemy space. This movement doesn't trigger reactions. So. Nothing in this reading of Tumbling Strike says you have to be standing. It doesn't. <laughs> it just says you're adjacent to an enemy. It says you move through the enemy space on the other side. So I will, uh, yes, I will allow you to, from prone, do an acrobatic Tumbling Strike through this creature. I think you found a loophole here. All right, let me do an acrobatics Please. check. That's a 33. Targeting the reflex DC, uh, yeah, you get through it, no problem. <laughs> is it a, yes. is it a critical is it is it a critical success though? It is a critical success, yes. Oh, it is. Oh, they are flat-footed against me. Oh, <laughs> nice. Half flat-footedness. Enjoy so to... it. Enjoy it for the one turn while you're still alive. Yep. But... <laughs> so I'm going to tumble through over here, right? No okay. mobility out. <laughs> yep, tumble then... through, and you get to make a strike as part of the tumble. Yes. And it's flat-footed to you, so let me mark that. Yes. I like it. Come on. Did you tumble yeah, through him on the bottom or the top? 
so close oh, to a natural yeah. I'm going to use my hero point. God, are you freaking rolls tonight? Did you tumble through the bottom or the top? The bottom, huh? I went here, and then I went. It does. I just tumble through adjacent. I don't have to go. Yeah, I, can, I think I can go anywhere adjacent to him, right? I mean, but I yeah, guess I guess I can go here. It just says an unoccupied space on the other side, yeah. But the problem with that is then you can't mobility your way because the water's in the way, right? So mm -hmm. if you go that way, you can't use your mobility to actually get away. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Mm, gotcha. I'm fine with you going to the bottom. I will point out, too, this right. creature's really large. His arms are massively huge, like extra long. Like, he's got reach. He's, he definitely doesn't have just a five-foot reach. I'll just put that out there. Yeah. All right. Good, ten. So you can make spend the hero point. 29. Nine. Because it's flat-footed, that's a hit. Oh, shit. So oh, it wouldn't shit. be with it. Holy. Oh, my gosh. Come on. Low 17 points of damage. Take 17 it. points. Okay. So am I still prone? No, no. I. You're acrobatic. You've done a tumbling strike. You've moved through. You've landed on your feet on the other side. It's awesome enough. you got a critical success. You, you're on your feet, dude. I am going to... Use my mobility to stride half my movement, 15 feet, without provoking any opportunity attacks. Yes! Yes, yes. Two questions. Can you go there? One, your movement speed is technically 25 feet, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And two, you didn't have a weapon drawn, but I'll, I'll let you use your quick draw as part of the, the tumble through as well. It's fine. Neat. So, but because you are holding this weapon, you can't move 30 feet. So, you're right, right. So, your mobility allows a 10 foot stride. Yeah, so 10 feet, third action, another 10 feet. Yes. <laughs> That's my turn. Ooh, what a turn. <laughs> we did it. We solved this chess match. <laughs> Lord. Now, now the fun's going to come, but that's okay. Uh, it gets its next turn. Oh, yes. Dalvin, how could I deny that? That was such an awesome, heroic moment. You get an extra hero point moved just for the critical success on the tumble Jeez. through. You're back to your hero Thank point again. Thank you. Thank you, DM, and thank you, Dalvin. <laughs> Very cool. Sorry. Um, so here's here's what it tries, which uh, part of me wants to be the biggest dick in the world, and part of me wants to reward that heroic epic moment. Screw it. This thing watches Mukta stab it, tumble away. It wants to make like a strike on it, but it can't because you're a little like <laughs> serpentine, serpentine, like moving away. So he can't get you. And he's like, oh. He, um, jeez. I'm going to King Kong jump next little to you. Ball well, that's the thing. I'm trying to figure out if he wants to chase, chase him down. But Nular makes it hard to get through. They technically have a way to get to you and everyone else in the back, but that might just straight up TPK you guys. Sleepy okay. He just roars in anger. He's got four arms. One of them continues clutching this sort of like glass disc, and the other three is just going to make three claw attacks on Nular in a row. So, Nular, first claw strike. 25. Misses. Well, okay, that's good for you. Uh, second claw strike... 23 that's crazy uh 38 uh crits it's a crit 
Oh wait, no, it doesn't. I'm 29 right now with my shield raised. Sorry, I don't know why it wasn't raised earlier. 29. So that's a 29. hit, not a crit. So yeah, it'd be a hit, hit not, not a crit. crit. Okay. Yes. Oh, uh, my shield's hardness is 10. Okay. So but I can take... do the thingy. You take five, then yeah, yeah. Yep. 17. Yeah, you didn't subtract the minus two from the physical resistance, did you? Either way. Just, uh... This is just about you. So aggressive block, it can either get shoved back or become flat-footed. Mm -hmm. It will it will become flat-footed. It does not want to get well nah, it'll get pushed back. You can well, whichever choose whichever direction you choose. Oh. I choose yeah, the direction. Shove. I believe so. What does shove say? But it says here if it chooses to be moved, you cho you choose the direction. If the shove yeah. would cause it to hit a solid object, enter a square of difficult terrain. Push him in the water. Uh, shove. It says it pushes it away. It's only from five you. feet. Yeah. Yeah. So you can so, you can move uh, him like back five. So you can move him back here or here. Yeah. Your choice. I want him to hit the wall. Okay. Mm hmm. So you push him back. Yeah. You know what? He's big enough. If you want to shove him back into the wall. And I think that's some. That's. Oh, so if that's the case, well. then he has to become flat-footed instead of becoming moved. So he becomes flat-footed anyways. Okay. <laughs> so the shove into the wall makes him flat-footed. Uh, and his third attack, Hail Mary here, a 20. Misses. All right. That's his turn. Okay. Uh, power attacking him with Encore's Blade. That would be 37 to hit. He's flat-footed? He's flat-footed, but it's a hit, not a crit. You're Damn! One off, you're mm. one off a crit here. Uh, Jesus. Okay. All right. Yeah, you didn't have guidance. The guidance of the Inspire Courage here would have been the difference for the crit. That would be 21 points of okay. slashing damage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I am going to raise my shield again. Okay, power attack, raise shield. Mm-hmm. All right, Clovis. Okay, so um, we need one action to Mushi. So yep. that way Mushi is going to fly over and give... Mushi. Feed move to the berries. Yep, four of them, right? Yep, you level four spell slots means four berries. So in one action, you can speed up to the four berries, and you do. Yep. Or Mukta, do you allow Mushi to shove berries down in your throat? Wouldn't be the first time. Okay. Those weren't berries. <laughs> All right, so that's 23 plus 12. Not bad. 23 plus 12? Yep. Nice. So. 35 and then technically it's plus 16 so even four more oh okay it's 1d6 plus four per berry so four berries 16. Okay. nice That'd yeah be, nice You're right. quite a bit and then um, i'm gonna reach down and uh touch him and cast hill okay uh, that is chat you can also remove the prone condition that's okay. 19 more points. Nice. That almost puts me in max. Okay. And then from there, I am. You have you have a fourth level heal spell. In my uh, in my uh, staff, I have it down on my staff. Got it. Okay. Yep. Yeah, uh, so I have stabilized yeah. in my staff too. So, and then yeah. from there, I'm just going to raise my shield. Well, I thought the staff only does first level heal spells. We'll check. We'll check later. I see okay. you have it under the fourth level spell. But I think the staff only does first level heals. Does it? But 
we'll right. we'll let it ride. Oh, I can fix that. So okay, we'll check it later. Yeah, no big deal. Yep, and then I'll raise my shield. Okay, perfect. Back to the top of round four. Big Hal. All right, uh, I'll start singing Carbon Abaron and cast Spine Words. Okay. Let's go. What language are you speaking in? Uh, you said he's speaking Undercommon to us? Yes. I will uh, do uh, a hero point on that. Reroll, keep the news. Oh, 26, man. Oof. Still, yeah, misses. All right, uh, and then I will cast uh, Guidance. No, I already cast it on them. I will cast Shield on myself. Shield on yourself. Okay, but the Biting War is still six rounds, so you can still make subsequent follow-ups with it. You get up yep. to three, I think. All right, Mukta. Is he flat-footed? Thanks to new Lara, he is flat-footed. Nice. All right. Dried. Okay. And uh, spell strike. Ooh. Is this... Are we considered in dim light right now? No, because new Lara is putting off a bright light. Okay. Then I'm just going to use the rapier. Because you guys had cast light on yeah, new Lara. Yeah, light. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just uh, with the rapier still in hand, I uh, the same thing. As I'm running over, I do a quick incantation and run my fingers along the rapier blade, and it casts the flame. So I do produce flame. Nice. Let's see it. Come on. Thirty-three. That's a hit. Nice. All right, I'll take it. Come on. Do some damage. Come on, kill him. That's 19, 19 damage. 19 from the, the rapier, but not the spell yet. Right? Yeah, and then I need to do the spell still. Looking pretty so. hurt. I tried, so I tried doing this. I tried doing, oh, 13 more fire. Mm-hmm. Still up, but looking pretty low. Nice. But I did this thing where I tried to, like, if you, if you, so I tried to make the, the fire effect happen on the damage roll, but if I do that, mm -hmm. it breaks the monster's effects. So... Mm -hmm. Can you make an attack roll with Produce Flame for me? Not to see if it hits, just so we get the spell effect. Sure. <laughs> and uh, and oh. that's that all three of your actions? There we go. There we go. Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, no, that was right. two actions. Is Spell Strike just spell one action? Spell Strike is just one action. Nice. nice. I believe. Let me, let me double check that. I believe you. I don't believe me. <laughs> <laughs> Spell strike. Two actions. You're right. It is two action. Okay. Yes. So That's that my turn. It, he doesn't die. Oh my god. Why Mukta? Why? I know. <laughs> why are you there? Because <laughs> that's what Mukta would do. Um, he's not going to run from a fight. I... So, Nulara, he's flat footed to the start of your turn or the start of his turn? Uh, start of. Probably doesn't Sorry. matter because it's your turn next, anyway. Start of my next turn. Uh, okay. This is what he's going to do, because this is awesome, and it's kind of crazy. So, there's this little... It, this is a pretty big creature, right, Nilara? And there's this mm -hmm. little space here, but he's too big to fit in there, because he can't go through you guys, because he's big, right? Mm -hmm. But you watch in this moment, as he has, like, this weird sort of flexibility, and you watch as he almost, like, pops, like, his, like, bones, like, almost out of the sockets, and make, gives himself, like, a little bit of an extra elastic reach, and he's able to use eerie flexibility to squeeze as if it were a medium creature and he's going to stride past you and try to get behind now this is a move action okay it does, attack of opportunity you, you do get an attack of opportunity sweet come on Nalara. uh that would be 
Come on, come on, come on. Uh, 27. Wait, hero point here. Yeah, eight mm-hmm. on the dice for 27 mm-hmm. misses. Hero point. Even with flat footed? Hero yeah, point. Uh, even with flat footed, yeah. Oh, another 27. Mm-hmm. And the hero point. So it, it misses, with, even with the flat footed. Yep, just one off with the flat footed. He squeezes past you in this weird sort of thing and like pulls all of his like, um, like everything pops back into place. Mm-hmm. And then from the middle of you guys, he uses an ability called Furious Claws. Which allows him to use all four of his arms oh, to make alien. a claw strike against four different targets. Oh now, shit! Now is this a melee attack still? This is it's, uh, yeah, it's just a strike. All right, I'm going to dodge one with you. Uh, so I'm gonna roll to see if one Clovis, two Hal, two Hal. So here's the thing: it has a fourth claw, but it will not let go of this thing it has in its hand, so it can't make a claw strike with that hand. So it only gets three attacks. So it attacks Nulara, Mukta, and Hal. Okay. So let's start with Nulara. I'm doing a quick shield block with an aggressive block on this one, too. Okay. Claw strike on Nulara. 29. Hits. Okay. Wait, that's the wrong damage. Claw strike. So 24 damage on Nulara. Okay. Uh, quick shield. Uh, uh, quick shield block and then aggressive block. Okay. So it flat footed or it becomes flat footed. Okay. Until the start of your turn, right? Yes. So right now. Until next turn. (laughs) So yeah. Okay. Mukta. All right. I forgot you got, you got healed. So this might not be the end of you. 39. A crit. (laughs) It's a crit. Son of a. That is a crit. Pretty high damage roll. 56. Okay. I'm still up. Okay. He's still up. He took 56 and is standing. Long. Thank you, thank you, Mukta. I mean, thank you, Clovis. <laughs> <laughs> and how you get a claw strike as well. A 32. Hit, not a crit. Hit, not a crit. That is correct. And you take 21 points of damage. And as his thing has been clawing and tearing into you, you feel like there's, like, whatever this magical object is holding is empowering its melee strikes and allowing it to deal even more damage than usual against you guys. But at the end of this furious thing, that's his turn. He's used all his actions, and he's kind of in a bad spot right in the middle of everyone. Nulara. Power attacking with a chorus blade. Uh, well, he's flat-footed just because you guys are in melee. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're everywhere. That would be 36 to hit. Hit. hit not a not crit. crit. Son of a bitch. He has okay. 30 AC. 30. Loud. All right, yeah. uh, that is, oh my gosh, 14 points of slashing damage. Still up! 30, 12 plus, not even with a penalty, I can't hit him. No, my, my last one is a plus nine. Brett would do it, right? But that's no. it. Raising, actually, no, I'm going to use my third action to, to aid Mukta. Nice. That's what are you using to aid? How how are you aiding him? I'm gonna try and like trip him, so that like uh, Mokta has like a better angle when he tries to hit him. Okay. Is that an athletics you're trying to use? Yes, sir. I love it, Clovis. Oh shit! Kill him! He's right on you. He's right in the middle of all you guys. He's going in the frenzy, clawing everything. I Do think, the Clovis uh, special. <laughs> I know we're all here. We're gonna try here. this. Asses <laughs> Yeah. Uh, do it. Do it. 
try something new. But because you guys are all yelling at acid splash, I guess that is what Clovis is going to go to. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're going to ask for that stuff. Yeah. Don't move, because then I don't. Then he's not flat with it again. <laughs> so you go you go to do the acid splash, and as you begin casting the spell, one of the claws slips out and just opportunity attack. Oh shit! You. Yeah, it's right. Oh, that's right. It's an opportunity attack. Um, in fact, he's going to use his jaw to opportunity attack you. Why not? Why not? Uh, 29? Oh, shit. Even with my seal, it barely hits, but it, it hits. It barely hits, but it hits. This is not a crit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't interrupt your spell. Uh, 35 points of damage. Okay. Son of a bitch. And actually, your shield isn't raised because it's the start of your turn, and your shield would have gone down. But either way, it would have hit anyways. So it doesn't interrupt your spell, but your spell is shot wide with the, with the yeah, 22. I'm going to take a hero point on that. Okay. And let me do that again. Opportunity attacks, no joke. Mm-hmm. Mukta learned the hard way. 29? He's flat-footed. 29, because he's flat-footed, that's going to hit. Jesus, thank God. All Kill right. him and us. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's it should be 1d6 plus your spellcasting modifier. Yep. Nice. 10. 10 points of damage on this thing. <laughs> to two everyone. points of... Two points of splash damage on Nulara, Mukta, and Hal. Clovis, <laughs> you are no, you, immune. It's not a it's fight right. without uh, without Ash's uh-huh. splash on you guys. So, damn it. Clovis, how would you like to do this? Oh, Jesus. Yes. yes. Finally. So as I throw out the acid splash, it, it kind of hits him on his mouth, teeth, whatever, and you just see how it just starts dissolving those little teeth and mouth, and uh, he just flops down. You feel like, oh, he flops. His giant, like, non-head body, like, all of his arms go limp. He goes, my queen. Falls down, hits the ground. And in, like, slow motion, you see his hand opens and ding, ding, ding. You see a little glass lens falls out of his hand and lies on the ground just beside him. The splashes continue in the room. What is it? Is it magical? Actually, I'm gonna start treating can, wounds on. Can you do? Uh, can you yeah. do uh, detect magic on that? Uh, I can detect that, the magic. That wasn't so bad. And then Mukta passes out. Oh my god! <laughs> man, this Barcola and her uh, all her freaking people. Man, these guys are tough. Put out detect magic, Hal, and the power of the magic rating off this object is more powerful than. Almost everything you've seen, except for maybe the gauntlet. That uh, that is pretty magical. Uh, it's probably uh, probably uh, probably pretty good. Maybe uh, I don't know. Can I? Uh, we need to take some time. I need to uh, play some music and heal you guys up, and or maybe you guys eat the good berry while I figure out what this thing is. So you can go ahead and make those those rolls. Uh, the treat wounds. How much? Like treat wounds takes like ten minutes, right? Like ten mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. Okay. So you begin treat wounding on Mukta and stuff. And as you guys sit here and everyone starts taking deep breaths and really like catching these waves, the voices continue. I need everyone to make a will saving throw. All right. Exhausted by this point. Good, good, good. 22. Oh, that's actually pretty good. Mukta, Hal, Nular, Clovis. So everyone. Ooh. Oh, okay. Mukta just makes it. Oh, phew. So. Nulara, you fail this. So 
as everyone else hears the voices and kind of puts it out, the voices begin entering your head and getting to you. And you begin to hear different words that kind of start making you a little crazy. First of all, you become stupefied one. <laughs> so you can add the stupefied condition to yourself. That's but as you, yep, and as you become stupefied, suddenly the voices that you hear in the chamber, they change. And you hear something else, a deeper meaning behind the voices that echo. That nobody, that nobody else, else except, except for you at this point, point can hear. So I put the text transcript in the chat box so you guys can see the text as well. But you hear these It's words so loud. <laughs> the dragon. Something something belongs to the dragon. Can I still do my treat wounds though while I'm hearing all of this? Yes. You can. You can continue. You, you hear the voices getting louder and like you hear the echoing in the chamber. It doesn't stop you doing from your doing. You can continue doing it. It just does. Can you guys hear that? It's just so loud. Do you want to move away from that place or I think I think I can carry Mukta. Yeah. I can walk. Maybe we should <coughs> I just spit out a huge cloth of blood. Um, uh, I can walk. Maybe we just get out of this this chamber. Okay. Let's move down by these stairs or something. Just oh. so we don't hear the creepy, What's creepy voices. What's stupid again? <laughs> Am I stupid right now? <laughs> kind of. Call me stupid, I'm sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> you walk out whole. Yeah, Our stupefied is, is an interesting sort of um, effect. So stupefied. You take a status penalty on all intelligence, wisdom, and charisma-based checks and DCs, including will saving throws, spell attack rolls, spell DCs, spell attacks, etc. And you have a, a chance to fail anytime you try to cast a spell. So, like, normal? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so you get the sense, Nulara, that as, as you become more stupefied and more entranced by the spirits, they begin to reveal more to you. So this is the point where you guys can choose to leave and get out of the, the chamber and, you know, not progress your stupefy condition or stay and learn what more secrets they have to tell. Hmm. <laughs> also, what are you guys doing with the lens? So I will say the lens is there. You can you can loot it off of his body. It is it is big and heavy. It's one bulk. It's, it's not tiny. It's not like a pocket size piece of glass. This thing is pretty sizable. Ooh, hoo, hoo. Ooh. What so the, is the, the critical success? I think it just deals like it heals extra amounts. But okay, the problem and with doing and the, his wounded condition is removed. Yeah, one wounded condition, right? I think For it's all. all. I think it's it all. Doesn't honestly. say all, but it says wounded condition is removed. Uh, yeah, I think I think if I remember right, you lose the entire wounded condition all the way down to zero. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, it does take 10 minutes to do that, though, which means more of these saves if you're going to continue treating him here. So you, I'm going to move away. Yeah, I'll go ahead and move away. <laughs> I'm going to pick up Zillings and move away okay. so I don't hear some things in my head and try to figure out what it is. Instantly, as you pick up the lens and try to move away, you can, but you just feel the energy. Ugh. It's like you're holding it and the, the lens just calls to you and it wants to connect with you. 
you know, it's not forcing itself on you, but it wants to invest with you. It wants you to make like a, a, a magical connection and lend you its power. Mm-hmm. And you I go will ahead and pick it up away. as I walk away and I will let it invest with me. <laughs> like as oh. I move away from everybody else. Yeah. Oh yeah, this sounds good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so you get the lens, you start moving away. Uh Nulara, I guess the question is before we go to break. Everyone sounds like everyone's getting out of the cave as fast as they can, so the spirit the voices well, don't continue to hurt you, right? Nulara, are you telling us about the other the other lenses that are supposedly right around here? The other lenses? Yeah. Didn't it say there's uh there's three, three lenses are within reach? So wouldn't that dictate that there should be some lenses in here in this cave? I believe so. Al, you look down at your hand. So do yep. we wanna get do we wanna get out of here or do we wanna look for the rest of those lenses in no, here? No, let's get out of here. It's it's won't stop. It's so annoying. Uh, Alright, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, so you go ahead and leave the cave. Uh Hal, as you invest with this thing, so I'll you should be able to loot it off the body, but I'll drag it to your inventory just so you have it. Okay, thank you. Um This thing Can I oh, do I, something I, real quick? Yeah. So as I finish up my bandages with Mukta, I'm going to do the last one extra tight until he okay. reacts and then he looks me in the eye. Mm. No, mm. you, the amount of effort they did to make sure you're alive and then you come in and try and attack it again. You already left right her and then you're, you're, you're putting yourself in a situation where you're going to leave her again. I mean, I couldn't just leave you alone facing that thing. I know, but... Well, it looks like... <clears throat> it, is it? Is it? You no, have... it's good. It's good. You have to... You have to trust us a little bit. I appreciate that you were there. It's always nice when you're next to me, but... You have someone waiting for you. Uh, I suppose I've... Never really had to worry about that before. Yeah. And we all heard the conversation that you guys had about... Oh, wait, no. Never mind. I didn't hear that. I just imagined what? it. <laughs> Are you eavesdropping on my... <laughs> Confounded Samwise Gamby, have you been eavesdropping? <laughs> <laughs> no, Mr. Gandalf! <laughs> Speaking of, you know, the wondering, corrupting people, how is you're holding this lens and you invest with it and it connects with you, right? It loans you a bit of its power. I put the effect, the the um, thing on your sheet so you can see it. Immediately, you become seething with malevolent fury that you are can barely contain. So you are at the edge of just like snapping all the time. Like everything is irritating. Everything makes you angry, and it's just oh, it's hard for you not to like just snap at your friends and stuff, right? They you see them oh, as I oh, see this I know. Uh, <laughs> As well, while you're invested, you get a plus two item bonus to saving throws against fear effects. So you're less likely to be scared. And plus two item bonus to your melee strike damage. Ooh. Or plus four if you make a jaw strike. <laughs> yes, do it. <laughs> <laughs> bite him, bite him. <laughs> and then that is thing. And once per day, you can interact with the lens to like grab it. And it, it charges and makes your next strike. You basically spend two actions, charge, make a strike, and it does an additional 1d8 precision damage on the attack. Or 2d8 if it's a jaw strike. It's a horror. Which cross. you did hear this thing. Did this thing use it against you in battle just like that, right? Mm-hmm. 
The thing is, though, it's pretty big. It's one bulk, so it's not pocket size. It is hefty. This one is only one bulk, so, you know, it, it probably takes most of your weight. What's your strength? Uh, my strength is uh, decent. 12. Okay, so you're able one, to, like, one-hand one hold it. But, like, in order to, to use it as, like, to get the benefits from it for the strike damage, you have to somehow have it in contact with it. If you can't just put it in your backpack, it either has to be in mm -hmm. your hand or you have to find oh, some way for you to, like, be in contact with it in some creative way. So you hear them saying this, like, you know, talking as you're, like, imbuing this power into yourself. And, uh, yeah, you guys move out of the cave, leave the voices behind... You hear, like, as you're moving away, you continue to hear that same sort of, like, voices echoing in the cave as you leave. Have you guys, you guys managed to do your treat wounds and heal yourself up and stuff, right? Mukta, you got your healing? Um, a little you bit. Roll, you rolled a crit check on Mukta, and then you rolled... 16 to heal. So I healed 16. Was that it? I didn't... What does the treat wounds skill say? And then it removes the wounded condition. For critical, the target regains 48 hit points and its wounded condition is removed. That's for Got 10 it. minutes. Mm -hmm. Got it. And then if you go longer, you can do the full hour and it doubles that, right? Got mm -hmm. it. Got it. Okay. If we got time, though, I can give them, I, I can refocus and give them some good berries or I can also treat yeah. wounds too. If Once you get out of the cave, time. you can do the whole refocus, get your good berries, feed everyone. That's That's fine. Like usual, you guys have so many ways to do this. Uh, go ahead and get your health back up to full, whether it's good berry chaining and I forget what Hal does. Hal doesn't do anything right now. He's lay on hands chaining. That's what you do normally. Okay. Um, if he does. If he, oh, does, so he wants to right man. now. No, no, I'm just saying you could. Not that you are. Not that you are. I'm eating the uh, good berries. Give me another one, Clovis. I'm not quite so, filled up. Okay, go. Yeah, and Foxy's like shaking his head as you guys come out, beat up like once again, and uh, is eyeing the little lens that you're holding, Hal. What do you want? Uh, everything okay? Yep. How come we're not going already? Uh, hang on, I'm still finishing up a bit with Mukta. Yeah. If that guy wouldn't be in the front there trying to just be you, you know, he could just stay in the back and shoot. I don't know why he always runs up there in the front and gets killed. I told him the same thing, honestly. I whispered to myself. Yeah. <laughs> See? Right? As I'm healing Mukta, we just sing soft Mukta, warm Mukta, little ball of fur, happy Mukta, sleepy Mukta, purr, purr, purr. Uh, Steve, I'll just heal myself up to 90 because, like, I'm going to spend an entire hour for Mookie. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll just and pop you a good berry. I'll pop you a good berry to finish you yeah. off, you know, Laura. And as Clovis is singing, oh, I kind of wish I died. <laughs> right? I mean, maybe you should go when we get back. You should get some uh, some singing lessons. That's terrible. Can you teach me how Harmony? You're a good singer. Not me. I, I, I don't know the patience. Mukta, what crawled up his ass? <laughs> I don't know. I, I th this bandage did a lot of put around my neck. It's kind of cutting off circulation to my brain. Oh my god! <laughs> I should have put it's it all around your so neck. Uh, Clovis, uh, go over there and fix the bandage on your neck. Wow, that's a little tight, Mukta. Anything yes. interesting on the blue on that lens? How? You mean my lens right here? No. no Why? It doesn't do anything. I thought you were going to put the bandage over his mouth, Clovis. 
Holy Jeez. shit. How's it yeah. this dude right now, huh? Yeah. Jesus, what happened up there? We, I mean, he got attacked for the first time hey, in a long time, uh, so... Maybe God, if, he, if he keeps this up, there's no way he's going to be mayor. He's going to fuck his chance up. No, I mean, earlier when, I was, when like we that. were in, like, I had the voices, so I could... I was frustrated, so that oh, could be his thing. Maybe. Yeah, so okay. I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe some time away, it'll he'll get better. Yeah. Obviously, like, rushes over, he's like, shh, everybody take cover. And, like, immediately, like, ducks behind, like, a giant oversized mushroom on the bank of this lake. And I so, will like, hide. Yeah. I think, I'm not going to make you guys do rolls, but narratively, everyone, like, hides as best they can. And in this giant lake behind him, you see, like, the water, like, ripple, and a giant, like, frog hemoth rises up with its head, like, out of the lake and, like, looks around. And then the head, like, goes back under the water and the ripples, like, disappear. <laughs> what the hell was that thing? I don't know. Can I move that? Ask Fox, ask Fossey if I could uh, lick this mushroom. Is it good? He said that it was fine. It looks good. <laughs> he didn't even, like, say anything. <laughs> Clovis licks the mushroom. Yep. It's fine. You don't get poisoned from this one, luckily. But yeah, like Fox is like, that's the sort of the alpha apex predator of this area. We should tread lightly. Follow me. Damn, hurry up then. And yeah, so there's like a narrative like montage as you guys move through these levels. Um, He creeps past a couple of the notable things you guys see as you kind of make your way in this montage. Um, You see a lot of these sort of gnomes that he calls the children of Belcora. And they are small, like deep, like rock gnomes that live underground, but they've kind of embraced like death and living in undeath. And so they're now this sort of hybrid of like undead gnome creatures and they're tiny and they're like kind of like everywhere. And they're constantly like you come past a couple and they're all like four, like fixing a rowboat and like arguing with each other as they do so. And there's a, there's like a whole civilization that tells you to steer clear, but there are parties of these things roaming the grounds and he is easily enough to steer you clear of them, but they're kind of disconcerting. And at last he brings you to a large sort of mushroom grove that he calls the Eastern wilds. And you're on the edge of, end of this bridge. And he just points at the other end of this mushroom patch and says, Yoldaris is through here. At the back of this cave, there's a secret entrance that only drow know. But step lightly. Spiders hunt in this area. And you look around and you start seeing bits of remnants of these webbed sort of um, mushrooms. They're like past the bridge and closer to where he's leading you, it gets thicker. Like you're going right through the heart of this webbed sort of spider lair, so to speak. And so he just says, don't touch anything and begins to lead you through the, uh, the, the patch. So what would you guys, like, what is your guys' exploration activities? What are you doing here? What's the plan? Bukta is avoiding notice from everybody, including his own <laughs> party members. Okay. Because everybody seems a bit testy. <laughs> okay. Well, not Clovis, but I, he doesn't want to hear Clovis is singing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys have a specific exploration activity you guys would like to do? Does everyone want to avoid notice? Uh, or do you want to do detect magic? Do you want to do... 
perceiving? Like, what is what is your activity you're choosing? Well, this is going to avoid notice on and going through here with the spiders and the webs at this okay. point. Lara and Hal, you did Nina. I think Hal is going to go ahead and say, uh, "Okay, he's going to try to be quiet as well," but he's okay. really mad about it. Yeah. Damn it. And then New Lara, the are you following? I go. Are you following the suit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you gotta figure out that mute situation. Uh, so. Everyone starts moving quietly, uh, avoiding notice through the patch. Um, give me, give me secret stealth rolls for everyone. Secret stealth rolls. Uh, you, you can do follow the leader on this, right? Technically. Yeah, I was gonna say follow the expert. I was just reading that. Oh, ready to say. Yeah, because well, like is an expert, notice. but he specifically is avoiding his own party. So I don't know if you can follow the expert if he's not guiding you. <laughs> and what are we rolling? Sorry. Stealth. Secret stealth. You guys begin making your way as quietly as possible through the patches. And I will say, as you move through, you begin to notice a few of these sort of human creature size webbed cocoons, like strung up in the middle of like a patch of, of, of like mushrooms. And uh, Foxy like sees you like kind of like looking at it and tells you like, no, no, no. And then leads you through because everyone is so like intent on avoiding notice nobody's actively like perceiving right okay so here's what happens you guys move through the cavern towards the back you're almost there and in that moment something that was unnoticed with a 33 stealth which i don't think anyone has a 23 passive perception at 17 was the highest i checked something has noticed you guys because you Rolled. I'll just reveal now. You guys all rolled pretty terribly on these stealth checks. <laughs> Ugh. When, uh, I rolled. Uh, I have a plus I a plus one. I had a plus one and I got 19. So, uh, something noticed you guys, right? And I will say, as you guys are marching through this, you're almost to the edge, right? Just at your last breath of freedom. Um, on the ceiling, a giant. Nobody's seen it, but it is a giant spider called the Goliath spider that is basically so big that uh, that uh, it's gargantuan. It takes up like multiple spaces, the whole ceiling. So the camera pans up. unnoticed you guys. There's this giant crevasse in the top of the ceiling. This thing crawls out and is crawling over the top of the party, like keeping pace with you guys as you make it. And what happens is, as you guys go, it's gonna it's gonna attack you. So real quick, I need initiative. Well, technically, we're all already noticed. So whatever your stealth rolls are, is your uh, initiative. Mm. What do we roll for stealth, or do we roll initiative again? Nope. Go ahead and add yourself to the tracker, and then I'll all set right. I'll set all of those rolls as your uh, your initiative. So, all right. So what did you guys get for your stealth rolls? I got a 15. For Holy shit, he's huge! 23 for me. How? 21 for how? 21. 21. Am I still stupefied? Yes. Oh, wow. I can get this. Okay. So this thing goes first. It actually doesn't notice. Oh, no, I guess it notices everyone. 
as you're coming through, it doesn't descend, right? It just does a stealth launch, and from from the the ceiling, unseen, which makes Hal flat-footed, it launches a web strike from the ceiling and tries to attack Hal. Uh, so this is a web strike. That hits. 29 hits. So it no. doesn't deal any damage, but it how immediately gets webbed up and stuck, and you watch as he goes, oh, he gets restrained by the web, falls to the ground, and then immediately the spider, this giant spider from the ceiling begins going, and like pulling Hal in this cocoon up, and it's like dangling halfway up the ceiling towards itself. No. That's his turn. Uh, so yeah, Hal's, Hal's now 15 feet in the air, hanging by the web strands. Mukta. All right. Um, Foxy immediately is like, oh shit, run! Like, you know, get the hell out of here sort of thing. Sorry, what was your question? Um, all right, I'm going to... Um, can I aim at the web pulling... Yeah. Hal? Absolutely, yeah. It's standing here, right? It's this thread. It's pretty thick because it's a big spider. You can absolutely target the web and try to, like, dislodge him. All right. I'm going to pull out my short bow and do that. Okay. I will tell you, the target AC to hit the web is a 20. All right. Also, it has a hardness built in of five. <laughs> So it takes five less damage from whatever you do. I don't like it. Nice. Oh, oh uh, good job, Mukta. Thirty-six is a crit by far. All right, so that's not flat-footed. Sorry. Uh, yeah, not flat-footed for the no, yeah. no precision on the web. I guess <laughs> uh, it's weird, right? Because it's a web. You know, you know what? Roll precision damage on the web. It's like an inanimate object in your. Yeah, just roll it. It's, All right. It's kind of flat-footed. <laughs> it's not moving. Oh, wow. Really? Ooh, you did that much damage? Shit. So when one one swift bow strike snaps the, the, the arrow, the arrow snaps the thread, Hal goes free, falls to the ground, lands on the ground prone. He's going to take some bludgeoning damage for the 15-foot fall. I got you, Hal. He takes seven points of bludgeoning damage. You're still webbed and restrained, Hal, but you're no longer tethered to this creature on the roof. And that's one action. Mm -hmm. Um, Second action. Foxy, by the way, is just, like, miming that we need to, like, run. Like, we don't need to fight. We need to run. But yeah. it's up to you. Nulara, can you grab Hal? Yeah. Oh, I want to run first, though. Cut him free? Yeah, I'm going to use my second action to stow my short bow. Okay. Third action, quick draw dagger and try to cut the web. Holding him. If you let. Okay. Uh, let me just double check how this restrained effect works. Uh, how does it draw a strike on you because he's seething? <laughs> With a plus eight. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, what are you doing? <laughs> okay, so you can make a, a, a force open check is what it's called. It still has to be an athletics check, though. Oh, so I can't. So I wouldn't be able to quick it all then, right? Uh, 
on his on attack. No, but I'll allow like the drawing of the tool as part of the like freeing him. That's fine. I'm still going to try to do that, although athletics is not my best thing, but... You have a... You're using, like, a dagger, right, you said? Yeah. So I'll give you a, a plus two item bonus to this, because it's kind of the right sort of tool for the job. So make, right. uh, make an athletics check with a plus two item bonus. All right. All the force open. <laughs> 18 is not going to do it. Fire would be like to... <laughs> But Hal wouldn't like that. <laughs> um, You'll get I'm mad if I throw a fireball at him. <laughs> I'm going to use my uh, hero point my, that I got. Okay. Reroll it. This is this is courtesy of Dalvin in chat, right? Yes. Thank oh, you, actually, Dalvin. this is courtesy of Dalvin. Uh, like petitioning on your behalf for that awesome move. Yes. Give you an extra hero point, so. 27. Uh, you loosen it, but you do not break it. Okay. You've lowered the DC for future checks to, to escape him. It went, the DC was 30 before. You've lowered it by a bit, so now it's, it's like DC 27. That's my turn. All right, how would you like to take your turn or delay? Delay. Good call, probably. <laughs> Clovis. All right, so uh, Clovis is going to reach out because he remembers the last time we fought some spiders, and he's going to throw a fireball at it. Throw a fireball at the spider on the ceiling? Yep. Like fireball <laughs> the spell? Well, fireball the spider. What's the what's the radius on a fireball? 20, 20 foot burst. Yeah, okay, you can center it on the spider. It's 30 feet tall cavern, so if you put it on top of the cavern, it'll burn that and not your party. Yep. All right. We burn, burn some of the webbing around it. So it's a basic reflex 28. Uh, 26 is a fail. Nice. So that is 20 points of damage. I'm going to place the burst because I want to see the, uh, the fire effect. Uh, yeah, the spider takes the spider takes all 20 points of fire damage, and then you watch as not only does it take the fire damage around it, there's a bunch of webbing like all in the ceiling, and then it just begins burning, and like all the web around it begins smoldering, and the whole ceiling starts like burning, and like <laughs> you look like you set the, the ceiling of this cavern on fire. Nice. Are we running or are we fighting this thing, guys? Running. Running. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know which way we're running. Straight through it, huh? <laughs> Follow. I didn't have to see what was his stealth check earlier. Really. Uh, I don't think it matters at this point. He goes after Clovis, yeah. But he's running, like uh, Foxy's running this way towards the bottom of the cave and out. Point where he's running? Oh, he's going that way. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, from there, I'll take my last. Just so you know, all these green things are all mushroom patches covered in spiderweb. So if you run where you're currently, I guess I can show yeah, that. Like so if you run through that mushroom patch, you're going to be stuck in the web. Right. So if I go here, I wouldn't though, right? Right. Yep. That's about the best you can do. Yep. All right. All right. My turn. Uh, how 
would you like to take your turn now, or you want to delay it still? Oh, wait. All right. Foxy runs to the back of the cave with his dried Nular. I'm going to take a step towards Hal. Hal, uh-huh. with your permission, I'm going to carry you. Okay, I'll pick him up. Yep. So Hal... All right, Mukta, hurry up. So Hal has on his... He's five bulk. Plus, mm-hmm. he's a medium creature, which has four more bulk. So that's nine bulk in total for Hal. Nulara has currently in you. If it was only eight the bulk. five bulk. <laughs> if it was only five, you could do it. You could carry all Hal's gear. But with Hal, you're going to be encumbered. So you can move um, at a. I think your speed just gets reduced by like 10 Half? feet. 10 feet. Just 10 feet. So your 25 That's foot 15. movement comes. 15, yeah. Where would my starting point be? Where I'm at or where I carried help from? It's fine. You know what? Yeah. Just sit him out right next time. You can scoop pick him, him up. Go. It's like an interact action to scoop him up mm-hmm. and then just move like you're 15 feet from there for your first move and then you can take the second move. Because like narratively what happens here because the spider doesn't like what happened. Immediately on its turn, the spider like uh, recedes itself back up into the little like crevasse and disappears into the ceiling. And you guys are able to like scoop up Hal and run to the back of the cave. It does not want any. Like, it's not gonna fight you to the death, right? It wanted an easy meal. Oh, okay. And I'm running. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it did not get the easy meal, and you you saved him. So you guys run to the back of the cave. When you get into the back of the cave, you see uh, Foxy's there, and um, there's this rock. It's just a dead end with a rock, right? And you see um, some script here, and it's written in Elvish. And Clovis, you're one of the first ones there, and you can see instructions on how to open this wall. It basically says, like, you know, uh, touch this knob. There's a secret panel here. Rotate it counterclockwise and push in, right? But you notice that, like, Foxy's not doing what it says, and he sees you seeing him. He looks over his shoulder, and he's like, don't listen to the actual words. This is, if you follow what it says, then you fall into our trap. And he does, like, the opposite, right? He, like, rotates it clockwise and pulls it out, and then, as he does, the whole, like, stone wall begins to shift, and you all, like, run, one by one, through this cave, and he seals it, behind himself, and you've entered this sort of drow, cavernous stronghold. And the first thing immediately is there are four drow here, each of them with their, like, crossbows, like, like hand crossbows at the ready. So you come into the room, four hand crossbows, four drow, all just, like, aimed it right in your direction. Yeah, yeah, hands up, right? No, I, I forced, so I forced Hal out. That's, no, I forced him out. That's why I had the 33 athletics check. 33. Ugh, you dump Hal on the ground out of the way. I think it would have been better to leave him wrapped up, honestly. Yeah. And there's this sort of tense standoff moment before, like, whoa, 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 whoa. Guys, guys, it's me. And they look at, like, uh, Foxy, and they look at you guys. And there's, like, this moment, and they're like, Foxy, is that really you? And, like, one of them steps forward. Cousin! And runs up and, like, embraces Foxy in, like, a big sort of embrace. We thought you were dead! Blah, blah, blah. You know, the scene plays out. The reunion. uh, The other drow. They don't trust you. They kind of side-eye you, but they lower their weapons, at least. And, uh... Now's the time to to turn on the charm, Nalara. 
What? <laughs> what are you looking at me for? That's usually Hal's thing. I uh, usually is a word there. Uh, I don't. But I'll try. I like fix my hair a little bit. Okay. <laughs> bathroom. Stay bathroom. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bathroom's not what it means, Miss Nina. It means you know what Clovis was pointing at the other day. I kind of figured. By mm. the way, I am mm, 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 later, maybe when we get up, but not today. Because because we spent so much time on the fights and stuff, uh, I'll just give you a quick montage. You show up, the drow are like, happy to see Foxy. You guys are like, you know, basically escorted to the city. This is just an outpost. This isn't the actual city, right? So from here, Foxy... And these one of these hunters here leads you down. It's like this sort of spirals cavern that kind of spirals down, down deeper. And as you go lower and lower, it comes out. And you're just constantly passing like century after century posted. One of them is like looks up as you come. They got like a little knife and they got like a piece of fungus. And they're like whittling like some kind of like art out of the fungus. And they look up curious watching as you pass. But nobody makes any aggressive motion so long as you're escorted by these guards. They lead you down into uh, a sort of like locked door and one of them has to teach Foxy because there's a secret knock. So they do like this sort of like, like knock, 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 knock. Like it's like do, 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 do. No, that's the wrong knock. That's where you fall for the trap. <laughs> but like the little like sliding window, like at a, a like a, a bouncer, like in a secret bar, like looks through the thing and sees who it is. Door flies open. You guys are let in. Uh, there's there's a drow that's like playing cards, and as you walk in, he literally like not even putting his cards down, just whips out his bow and like points it in your direction, and then sees that you're with Foxy, and then aims it at Foxy. Do it, just. How? <laughs> Jesus, how? Ah, like throws the cards down, gives him a break, an embrace. Eventually, they lead you into like a holding area. Oh, okay, so here's the thing. At this point, as they bring you in, as they give you the warm reception, uh, Foxy ex- basically fills the men that you are here to to face down Bakora. These are you know your potential allies. Oh, by the way, these guys seem a lot stronger on a scale of one to twenty than Foxy, right? <laughs> these guys are probably more like sevens and eights to Foxy's two. So I pay that. They want to take you to meet meet uh, Quora, right? But they say you're gonna to have to leave all of your weapons here. We can't let you see her armed. It's just policy. Can I do a quick sense motive check before I say yes to this? Uh, yeah, you may. Okay, that's a perception, right? It is. You are stupefied, so you have a penalty to your to your check. Stupefied. It should automatically Perception. apply it. Perception. Mm-hmm. Make it secret. I'm trying. Got it. I think if you hold That's... control, it'll do it automatically. But You don't get any nefarious sort of readings from this. Um, you don't speak the language, right? So that gives you a little bit of disadvantage here at understanding. But body language, you know. Nobody here seems to be aggressive, so nothing in the situation reads us off. It's just they're not going to let a bunch of armed strangers in with their leader. Nothing more nefarious than that. 
Mukta is going to try to hide the dagger of venom. Okay. So you you basically put like everything else out except for the dagger of venom. Yeah, I'm going to try to like palm and hide it. So, like I don't know what I'm trying to find what check that is, but yeah, I think it's called slow. conceal an object. Yeah. And I think it's a it's like a thievery check, I believe. I'm pretty sure, yeah. It's either stealth or thievery, which is the same for me. Okay, <laughs> so make, make a secret check of those. Or is it? No, wait, I think I once better now. Oh, yeah, I'm once better. Let me double check. I'm cool with either. Um. Mm-hmm. Oh, you roll my stealth check. Because of the secret? Yes. So just make a secret stealth check then. All right, so yeah, it is stealth. Okay, it's a there's, a there's a feat that can make it thievery, but I'm actually better at stealth. So. Perfect. So everyone else, <laughs> are you willingly giving up everything voluntarily and leaving it in this room? Like every all yeah. of, you can keep your armor. Or they just any weapons has to stay. Yeah. Yes, the trident and a course blade. Can I bring okay. my loot? Uh, can I say an undercommon? I'll play something nice for your. Thoughts something and really and nice. Thoughts. <laughs> Thoughts does inform them about your abilities and your your how you use the the music. Your music is your weapon, and they insist that you are not allowed to bring it. Better check the rat. He probably hides something on his person. <laughs> as you're saying that, like one of them is giving like a pat down, and then as as you're trying to do this sort of like palm hide the dagger thing, you rolled a twenty five. I'm a bitch. I'm rolling so low tonight. They rolled a, I have a plus eighteen. so they catch as you say that they're over there giving him a once over and they catch you like palming this like dagger of venom Mukta immediately the situation goes very tense as everyone like locks and loads and they are all ready to like throw down old habits (sighs) sorry maybe not this one yeah he can wait outside <laughs> I don't understand anything. Did you piss him off or what? <laughs> so All right. they they I'm really do Mukta. They, Are they gonna make me take my staff of healing or as I carry uh, yeah, my you staff? Have to, you have to leave your staff. I'm gonna leave that. Okay. So he I leave it. Yep. So what they're really saying is Clovis, Hal, and Nulara, you are allowed to go in. Mukta, you are forced to stay here in this holding area until Quara says otherwise. That's fair. That's fair. So, how cards? To best everything that he has, uh-huh. including and and I'll give I'll give Mook to the stone. Don't let anybody take this. Okay. Yeah. So you get you know handed or this, like, else. Uh, one enjoy. Look, I know I know you dropped pretty far from that web hell, but the spider was trying to eat you. I had no choice. As, I don't as, know like, what you're talking about. I couldn't see anything. Whatever. Yeah. The as as this thing leaves your possession, slowly you'll you'll start to lose a bit of that anger, Hal. But like it's 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 slow, right? So how Nular and Clovis are led in deeper into the chamber. Mukta, you're stuck here with these guys, and they're like watching you, right? And they got like the the sort of crossbow right, and they're like cars to pass the time. Perhaps we can play for some of this. Stuff you have here. Interested in wagers? Uh, not my stuff, not my wager, but I have some gold. And I'm just messing with this lens the entire yeah. time. Yeah, and we, we cut from there back to the rest of you guys. So you guys are led in to, like, this sort of chamber, right? 
It's called like the Great Chamber. Um, even those of you without dark vision, I guess that's Clovis. Uh, you see that they have like this like forge kind of in the center that puts off this pulsing red glow. It has a high vaulted ceiling and at its center is this forge with the anvil and a few benches in the room and it puts off heat and light, but like a kind of a dim light so you can all sort of see. And they, you see uh, sitting here is uh, a drow woman. She looks like this. She's got a scarred up eye. She's got, you know, uh, she's not dressed in like regal wear like you maybe thought you'd see like like a queen or something like that, right? She's dressed in like normal everyday uh, gear. Hey, now. Probably not what you were expecting from like a queen or a leader. And as, as she comes in, she sees you. You have the look of surface dwellers. I've uh, never met any of your kind, but I've seen artwork. Strange. You're not nearly as ugly as our art makes you look. I am Quara. <laughs> Emily stops. I understand. This is a tense situation. I believe in second chances. But do not mistake my generosity for weakness. Do you understand? Is this we said that to Copsy when we uh, made sure that uh, he didn't die. Yeah, fuck. Uh, cousin, cousin uh, comes out. Uh, she's really happy to see him, but she's in this moment. She's like staying stoic leader. She's locking eyes with you like nothing else in this room exists for you, but you, Hal. And she is making sure that you give her the respect that she deserves. Right. And so she's like, just watch your tongue around here. Lest we take it. And then she puts, she drops it, and she gets like a smile. Foxy's like, "I, cousin, they really did save my life. They've done a lot for me." And a bit of a tense situation. She just asks plainly. She says, "What are you here to do?" Is this in common? Undercommon? Undercommon. Uh, you know what? Let me let me just check. Does she speak yeah. the Lara and? Clovis just looking you know at each other. She doesn't speak common. She can speak elvish and she can speak undercommon. Mm. So she would probably be speaking undercommon. <laughs> With Poor a seething howl. <laughs> For new. I'll just stand there looking hot. Yeah. How? What is, For this hot what she woman. Hal, ask her a uh, bathroom. Bathroom. Clovis. Well, that's true. I guess Hal's the only one that can talk and in this state. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> is he uh, is he getting out of that state yeah, a little bit by now? Pramukta just outside with the lens, like <laughs> Yeah. It's it's going away a little bit. It's like it, it feels like you're you were a hot cup of almost boiling tea and it's starting to like simmer. You still you're not like so angsty, but mm -hmm. a little annoyed. Well, more than a little bit annoyed. Yep. And, and so she's asking you how, like, what have you come here to do? What do you ask of us? I don't understand what she's saying. You don't speak undercommon? Oh, I do. Oh, okay. You're just pretending <laughs> no, to No idea. No clue. Does Foxy, does none of them speak undercommon? Uh, turns to Clovis and begins speaking in Elvish. <laughs> oh, great. Another language that I can't understand. Yeah. So when you when you snap back at her, does that mean you were speaking in common or were you speaking under common earlier? Me? Oh, I was yeah. speaking under common. <laughs> uh, 
And I say in common, I don't know. I don't know what she's saying. Yeah. Roll yeah. So she doesn't speak it, so she doesn't know what I say. Okay. No, no, no. That's true. Roll initiative. <laughs> <laughs> Takes a deep sigh, looks over to Clovis, and thinks maybe she'll have better luck here. Yeah. What is your name, Surface Elf? Half My name is Clovis. Um, you have to excuse Halarmi. I don't know. Something happened in our last fight. He's uh, generally a really super nice guy, but uh, something is eating at him. Not sure what. He doesn't act like this, so give him a little slack, please. I apologize make, uh, on his behalf. Make a diplomacy check, Clovis, on Hal's behalf. I think I can do that, but I don't think I'm very good at that. No. Diplomacy. Mm, shit, I lied. 22. 22. 22 is enough to like stave off the sort of like immediate reaction here. So Clovis, tell me, as she like kind of takes a seat, what are you here for? What do you require of us? What do you seek? We are here to uh, to put an end to Bacolora. Bacolora. Spit it out. Jesus Christ, hell. <laughs> As I'm looking at hell, I'm like, fuck, what the hell? Uh, yeah. So um, anything that you can help, help us uh, defeat her. That's it. You just brought high hopes and aspirations down here. You have no no plan, no leads, no no secret weapon. That's why, uh, why we are looking for help. She looks, right? She looks over to the side. She's got like a couple of like drow that are with her that are in the back of the room. She commands the presence. But you, as she shifts her gaze, you start to notice too. She's got like one elven woman that's like dressed like her, like super warrior with like a big sword on her hip. And she's just standing there like at the ready, right? Like like kind of looking at how, like just give me the word and I'll, I'll, I'll do this, right? And behind them in the back, you see two twins. They, they look exactly the same. They have their hoods sort of up. And she looks past her warriors, and she looks at both of these, like, hooded figures that just kind of look at her and give her, like, the slightest little nod like that. And that's all it takes. And she looks back at you guys and says, You've given me some things to think about. Thank you. Stay in our lodging. Rest. Your wounds look massive. We'll, uh, we'll talk in the morning. Fair enough. And she immediately, like, claps her hands and commands, like, for a feast. And they start bringing in, like, spice wine and, uh, like, roasted spider and fungus plates. And they, they set, like, a dining hall up and actually treat you guys to a solid meal down here. And, and the queen eventually gives Mukta permission to uh, come through. But Do I win any gold? Make a hmm. The thing you notice with these drow is that they openly cheat the hell out of the game that you're playing without any disregard for like worrying that you catch them or not. So no matter they like try to explain the game to you, and every time you think you win a hand, they've changed the rules on you until you you lose. So That's fine. so they basically take you for like. I don't know how much you're spending, but they take you for at least three gold in, like, silver. They don't play for super high stakes here. Unless you want to try to, like, cheat back. No, Mukta's just... Okay. Mukta's just going along, kind of... Just kind of going along with it, but at the same time trying to get a read on them and just kind of 
Yeah, it's play, fun. Play, Mook, actually, Mukta's, I'm going to purposely play dumb. Okay. Like, make them think that I'm dumber than I am. Got it. Make a... Yeah, I'll allow you to do that. You just play dumb. Yeah. And I, th I think they play into it, and they laugh, and they continue taking your money, and they, like, like to joke about how... You know, they, like, just make knowing looks at each other, and you just downplay your, your skill. But it's a fun way to pass the time, and you get a good feel for these drow and how they operate, and they seem very close. Like, I mean... Most stories you hear about drow are very, like, self-centered, selfish, I'll stab you in the back to get a leg up on you kind of thing. But the sort of feel and community that you learn just sitting at the table with these, it doesn't feel like that here. It feels different than you might have been stereotypically led to believe. And uh, so you guys go to the rooms. You guys go ahead, go to sleep, take a long rest, level up. Oh, no way. And as after the morning, after you guys rest and level up, there's like a knock at the door. And like, um, Quara is sort of like second in command. The soldier is there to like retrieve you. And she says, Quara must speak with you urgently. 